0: what's up guys how we doing we're back tell everyone that this is happening Instagram where's Andy no still no Andy what's up guys there we go Instagram, do your job. Algorithm. Work. There we go, Andy. Yeah. Come on, pal. You can do it. There we go.
1: Is this the uh, page that you're not
0: shadowed, Mando? What happened? You get shadow banned. No, I'm trying to not be shadow banned, so that's why we're here. <laughs> way more, way more people see it on this page than on the other page. How are we uh, going, but... Bob? Well, Toddy, huh? No, 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 that's a nice little, that's a nice little Widow Jane. Widow Jane, it's a little sifter. Yeah, it is. It's my favorite. This is actually a uh, 13 year aged. It's one of their, like, nicer ones. For the State of the Union, what do you got there? Coffee. I just, oh. <laughs> I'm trying to survive, man.
1: Oh my my kids are sick. Oh, I had 100 over all day. I'm trying to survive. There, right? Huh? They right. right? Yeah. Is that right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie got in immunization last weekend and she
0: um, gave it everybody. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I, I think she got sick,
0: but I think she picked some shit up with the doctor. Oh, and that's the worst. That's the worst.
1: This is the first. I've had two fevers. I had a, I've had two fevers in like literally the last five years. Really? Like yeah. <laughs> every day fever.
0: Um. <sighs> We got questions. Well, I got at least one. I'm checking to see if we got any more, but I don't think so. No, we got one good one. My pec works. Uh, Your pec works? Your pec's okay? Yes, yeah, we- That's
1: good. Weird, man. It like, uh, my like guy, uh, it hurt, like, the only pain I had, tra- what's up, Drew? What's the up, Drew? The only pain I had training was doing extensions. Like, not pain, but like,
0: so I think it's bicep related. It could be bicep. I mean, that makes more sense. Probably a little tendonitis. Probably just not smart to
1: hop in after a meet with all the changes going on, out of shape, stiff and heavy <laughs> and hydrated, not bloated anymore. Yeah. And do a set, you know, do 10, 10 reps to 315, 15 reps to 275 and it's probably. A
0: little silly. It's a little silly. It's a little silly. It's okay. You
1: yeah. Well, you live and learn.
0: That's okay. Uh, what else going on? Anything? Nothing. Squat. I look good. Yeah. I still get scared, Emily. It. I mean, having a pet goes not not a fun not a fun ordeal. I would not recommend. It.
1: Yeah. I don't know, man. It, like, I was more worried taking
0: 265 close grip last week than I was taking 865 with a torn hamstring uh yeah yeah after i tore my ham after i tore my hamstring it was easier to come back back and do and train than it was after my back yeah but I, my peck was worse though so i guess that makes sense well you you have full rupture right my pack yeah my titty my titty was all the way over here you it actually you could see it roll up i watched it in a video or? no i want real time uh that was the craziest shit I've ever seen um it went on it went on the descent of the the second rep and um josh not not big Josh other Josh yeah, military top josh job. uh officer josh josh um he pulled it off of me, and when I racked it, my arm was still on the bar, my hand was still wrapped on the bar, and when I let go, I watched it like. Retract. Oh yeah. Did you go to the hospital? Yeah. I sat up and I was like, We gotta go to the hospital. It was four fifty five, wasn't it? And it was four and a
1: quarter, maybe was like four four twenty five.
0: You were trying to uh bench five hundred raw. No, that, that was after that meet. I had already benched five hundred raw. That was post meet. That was that was being stupid. So Cheers to, not be, cheers to not being stupid anymore yeah yeah um there you go all right so question. um all right so the question that we got it was actually from Aaron, who's not a lifter at all but thought that other lifters would want to know this question would want to know the answer and it is if um if there is something that you could go back and tell yourself when you started lifting that would have helped you if you knew it sooner, what would it be? Mm. That's a good question. I thought it was a good question, and I felt like we could probably talk about that for for a while. Yeah, um, you can go first. I I thought of two things, so I'll give you one and then yeah I i got a couple things too i got a couple so the first one that i would have liked to have known or just would have liked to have been made aware of is that no matter how strong you are or how far along you think you are there's always gonna be more and you're always going to want more. So you have to understand that it's a marathon, not a sprint. And we've said that all – I mean, we say that all Everybody the time. Says
1: that, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, but, but few, I think people, few people get it, though. Few people get it, but I think it it's easier to see being being around and being involved in the sport and, and just lifting for that for as long as, you know, we have at this point. Um, I think it would have been – nice to know that but i don't think you know that until you do it
1: yeah i mean it's as cliche as it is like just the act of the act of training correctly right consistently training hard managing variables outside of the gym that are conducive to long-term health and growth do that for three or four years and you'll be irrecognizable
0: right yeah but i mean but then now do that for 10 years after that. Yeah, two I mean, like for two you, or three you talk years. About,
1: you talk about, like, you know, the conversation you and I and Leah had where you decided to make it go back to basics and you put 110 pounds on a 10, 1050 squat. Yeah. It's like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we think, you know, we think you should be doing this. Yeah. This is our case. All right, I'll give it a try. And, like, next thing you know, you squat 1160 like an empty barbell. Yeah. And it, it that, was, it was, it was, you kind of went away from searching and just kind of said, like, this is how I'm going to, this is where my focus is going to go. This is how I'm going to attack
0: this thing. Yeah. Um, And, you know, if someone would have told me, you know, at this point, what's it, 14 years ago that I did my first meet, right, 2009 uh, or 2007 was actually my first meet. So what's that? 16 years. 16. years ago like this. yeah I mean, that's like silly to say out loud Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but you know it, it would have been nice to know those things now you know knowing what i know now it would have been nice to know you know have the whole toolbox 16 years ago um but that's not that's not how well, things works it's, it's really hard just to
1: you know kind of ping pong off your deal like it's really hard to not and it's probably one of the things that I'm most proud about right now. It's it's really hard to not get caught up in this. Well <laughs> <laughs> in this uh like when I I squat 500, I'll be happy. When I squat 600, I'll be happy. When I bench three plays, when I bench four plays, when I bench five places. And, like, doing those things is a reflection of proper effort properly executed with a proper plan correct and healthy. And, like, when I look back at my, my career, when I made the biggest gains is when I was, like, able just to kind of go okay so i'm not going to focus on weight on the bar as much i'm going to focus on just being a better lifter mm-hmm. just like because for me and and, and this is not a, a a flex i guess that's the word that people use like i have a sickness in my head i can't i can't not train like what? i train like when if- i do even if you're not, even if you weren't competing, you would still be training. Yeah, and and, and even now, like I couldn't take time. Like I, I've got a hundred one degree fever, and if I have a hundred one degree fever at minimum, minimum, I'm going to go in tomorrow and find a way to get through my speed squats, find a way to get a deadlift in, and find a way to do. Even if I, even if I adjust my accessories, like I might just march and do some band leg curls, but I will get a training – I will find a way to get better. Um, yeah, hundred percent. And and um with that being said like I, so I, I i don't have but for me it's 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 not just the effort cuz the effort's are given for me it's the is it proper because i probably am less strong now than i should be because i've done too much for too long i'm in a perpetual i was in a perpetual state of overtraining i was just like well, I got to do, I got to get this, you know, I got to squat and I got to deadlift and I got to do good mornings and I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to be in the, you know, it's like, when you look at that, it's, it's more than you can recover from and it's more than you can progress on. And so I think there's both ends of the spectrum. There's also people that, that need to do, to do more.
0: You know, I got a kid,
1: Cody, and and it's like, his lifts, I mean, he's, he's put 60 pounds on a squat, 40 pounds on a bench. I don't know what he's gonna deadlift, but he just doesn't like to do accessories and he just wouldn't do a second two days a week. So we just go to do max effort work, kind of stand around and act like he was doing accessories and then leave. And I finally got him convinced to do accessories and it's crazy. It's just like, it's like clockwork. Yeah, you're putting the effort where you need to put the effort. And the crazy thing is, is because, you know, his nature might be to be lazy. He's trying to get more out of less so he's just going not going through the motions but he's just doing his accessories you know not banging his head against the wall till he gets bloody just i'm gonna i've got extensions to do i'm gonna do some extensions and i'm done And, and then i'm gonna progress and progress and progress and it's like it's crazy so so that would be my thing you know i mean marathon not a sprint is obviously the first thing and and thinking about not not thinking week to week not even really thinking month to month or cycle to cycle or meet to meet. Thinking year like two years to two years, you know. Because I'm taking weight, like, even even getting into Multiply after putting up an elite raw total and competing raw for nine years, like, I now do my opener in the like I'm going to open above what I missed at my first meet. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, and that I've been competing in Multiply for less than for. Basically three years. Three years, not even two and a half years. Right. So it it's it's like if I can continue on that tra- trajectory, I mean, where will I be in three or four years? I mean, not you know, if I'm healthy, probably, you know, opening up with right around what I've squatted now and, and taking a run and, and taking a thousand every time I compete, hopefully. Right. You know, and, I and mean, for, yeah, like that That's this, the goal. Everybody the talks goal. about when are you gonna squat a thousand I'm like I when I know I'm going to squat it, not when, when it's just like this, Hail Mary, you know, that, that might hurt me or somebody else. Like I, why, why, like, I don't need to jump from 2200 to 2400. Like, I'll be happy with 2250 at the next meet and then be happy with 2300 because I want to own those totals. Right. And, you know, like, it was a perfect example. Like, I did 2100 at the Rick Lawrence in 2021. And it was a, like I, I, I had a very good meet. And then the next year at the Lawrence I had a terrible meet and did twenty two twenty three. Right. You know, and I, I left some pounds out there five months later and did 2204, 2206 You know what I mean? So like I, I'm still waiting on that, you know, there there might come a perfect day where it's twenty three fifty, but you know, that's everything has to go right and that's not power level. But for me it's like it's pushing that floor up. You know, and I think people miss on that. People want to push their ceiling up. They don't want to push their floor up. They want to talk to you about what could happen if everything goes right. But like, for me, progression is going to be like, what can you do if you only get your openers and your
0: openers are what they're supposed to be? If you're, if you can, if you're going three for nine, what's that day look like? Yeah. Is it good? Is it competitive? Is it, it, or is it not? Because you you can walk into any meet in the world except the WPO and be on the platform with your openers. Right. Yeah, but I mean, um, but obviously that's, 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 that's your basement, that, that's your ground level, but the higher you bring that up, the, 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 the closer that gets to, like you're saying, to old, to old PRs, to old meat numbers, now you're, you're talking about huge jumps in, in your strength, in in strength.
1: Yeah, and then it's like, okay, well, I hit, I hit a...
0: I hit a really good squat. I hit a very
1: average second on bench. And then I pull what I needed to do to pull to have a, a big big PR toe. Right. Like that that's where powerlifting comes in. It's like, you know, I I had to take a back seat with my deadlift and the grip's part of the issue. But the other part of the issue is it's like I was I progressed so fastly in my deadlift because my first meet I pulled six hundred. And then immediately like I competed in June or yeah, I competed in an October of, of 11 and then my goal was like, I'm going to pull, I, I pulled six and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna pull seven next October. You know, it's like, I've had seven in my mind for so long that I eventually pulled it, but I rented it. I didn't own it, right. you know, if I was smart, I just pulled 625, 615, 640, 660. 680, you know, and now it's like I take the same deadlift opener at every single meet that I do, even though it's a year away, and it's because I got, I got really, I got really greedy with it and, right. you know, now we're trying to address some things and, and going back through that. And then with bench, you know, i bench is just going through the roof and it's just kind of because I've taken, taken a back seat and just kind of said like, I'm going to get bigger to cut my range of motion. I'm going to put solid muscle mass on in the right areas and I'm going to learn how to work the shirt. And all my benches look great. And it's because my focus was just on being a better bencher. So, so being a better lifter, ben- better, being a better lifter, a better lifter. Right. and for me, right. what I wish is that I, I think where I hurt myself a lot um, was overreach. And, and with the main lifts, I, I'm actually pretty good about it. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of times you'll, you'll see my main lift and go like, why did you take another one? But where yeah. I overreach a lot is, is like, it's like with my accessory movements. And I, I'm so focused. Like I did, you know, I, I, three weeks ago before the meet, I was doing tricep extensions with two hundred and fifteen, like fairly strict. But you know, I'm taking them to three or four inches above my forehead, and I just put like one hundred and fifty-five on the other day, and literally took it to like my eyebrows, and cut my rest periods down, and made sure that they were super controlled. And like I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't extend my arm for three days. But, but what's the better workout? What's keeping me healthier? And what am I going to be able to progress on more? And what am I going to be able to pour more quality up? And that's where, like, I think I, I, I really stumbled was just pushing the accessories so hard and heavy, and just wanting to be that guy that's like, I want to, I want to put all this weight on tricep extensions, or I want to handle all this weight. And it's not, you know, at the end of the day, if it's not pushing your main
0: lifts up, it's not doing doing you any good. It's not do it's not doing you any justices because. Yeah, maybe you can tricep extension 315, but if that's not helping your bench, who fucking cares? That's exactly right. And and For me, it's like why would I not
1: get the same level of muscular damage and growth with 100 pounds less wear and tear on my joints? There you, you know, go. The point of accessory movements is to, is to force the muscle that you're trying to work to do the exercise. The point of the main lift is to organize your body motor units to go at a really fast level mm-hmm. and see where, okay, well, you know, my, I lost my upper back, so I need more upper back. And then now so then you figure something out for upper back that's going to help you gain that upper back. And then you retest and you, and, and that's, that's the way that that is supposed to work. And I think I got, you know, really concerned with doing, you know, maybe cutting range of motion or, or you know, bouncing my, you know, I do board work and I bounce the ball off the board. You know, I, how much you hate that. But, like, in reality, it not my shirt bench. All, all it's doing is just saying, like, yeah, I mean, I took 455 off, off the two board, but, like,
0: that's not – I didn't that's own not, the there's no, There's no carryover – there's not going to be any carryover for no, that. because I'm not – For I'm that movement to your bench. I'm not right.
1: squeezing the muscles to, to, to do that. So I think that's where, where some of my stuff, you know. So I, I wish early in the process somebody would have slowed me down on accessory work and said, like – Cut your rest periods down, slow down, and really try and put the emphasis on the muscles and do the exercise that you need to put the emphasis on the muscles and get bigger and get those muscles stronger and do it correctly. Because I think if I would have done that, you know, I think I'd have less wear and tear.
0: I like my golf tan.
1: It's a good one. How
0: would you play? Uh, I shot a – what a shoot. Uh, we played nine. I shot a 46. That's Okay. It's about right around what I've been shooting. Um, Punch it so around. Play. Yeah. Uh, Potter was a little bit better uh, than it was. Yeah. So. What's your other one? Um, the other one was. I actually have two more, but the, the other one that I want to talk about next is understanding that, that your progress isn't going to be linear. Linear. Yeah. Except for at the beginning. Uh, except for the beginning, but, you know. And we've had this com- we've had this conversation too. We've had this conversation where you know I squatted my first thousand in 2012, and didn't squat a thousand again until 2015. You know, now, I know. So. 1,000.
1: And what? Knee. No, naked knee. Naked knee. Naked
0: knee. I got the video. Right naked. From the press. Naked knee. Naked knee thousand. I had never taken a thousand in the gym prior to that. That worked. When was that?
1: That was Richelux meet up
0: at Hofstra, wasn't it? No, that was uh, Richelux meet down in South Jersey. Oh, it was that was the uh, that was the first South Jersey Rumble. Stop,
1: stop, relax.
0: Um, yeah, that was down in South Jersey, um, but like three years, three years without a squat PR. You know, like batch you said it Bashing your head into the wall what am i doing what am i doing what am i doing you know where now it would have been look at look at video fix what needs to be fixed with better technical work and more dialed in accessories but how do you learn that you learn we thought that we knew what we were doing back we then did. we had no clue we did i I hit I hit a twenty four sixty five total at forty two, you know, drug free, not even, you know, a question uh, of TRT, and thought that you know, the twenty five was gonna happen, twenty six was gonna happen, and it was like, no, no, nah, bro, you you need to get better. Yeah, you you got need to, to you, be a better. You got,
1: taste, you got to taste the fruit, but that was it. it again, like every you got to taste the fruit, but that was it. Like you got to right. Taste the fruit. You got a lick of the watermelon and then you're like, all right, buddy. Well, I mean, it, it's wild, man. It's like, I remember, I remember, you know, when, you know, that was kind of when multi powerlifting, um, that was kind of when multi powerlifting was getting really like, it was getting like more niche famous Yeah, and some guys moving over and doing some different things. And I remember you know, guys would post these these gym videos and you'd think like, oh, they're going to do this. Oh, no, they're going to do that. oh, no, they're going to – like, I remember Brandon Lilly. God, this guy's going to squat 11 or he's going to do this, that, and the other. And you're like – and then he went and did a meet total like, like 23-something. And then you just but, went out there and blew it out of the – you know, out, he outweighed you by 70 pounds and you blew his total out of like 135, 140 pounds. My God. Like, some of these guys really haven't, haven't – you know, and it's, it's like – I i kind of never wanted to be that guy i kind of never wanted to be the guy that's just like putting people on notice of what i'm gonna do no or just no like, I, I try really hard to downplay. i've always tried really hard to downplay like what's next and what because like the stuff with you know there's just so many variables with the, with the lifting you know and I, I think that's what makes it more fun it's like there, there's a, a little bit of the pressures off you because you don't like i mean if if you're strong enough to squat 700 raw you probably should just – you should probably squat 700 raw. Like there's not a whole lot of thought in raw, like whether or not it's going to be there unless you cut a ton of weight. Right. Unless you just – or you just have terrible program. Right. If, if you're not peaked or whatever. Or and you're just you know, you're you t- taking a weight that's just – it's not something that's that, that got an ability to be there for you.
0: Right. But it, it usually if you're a – you know, if you're a 700-pound raw squatter and things are, you know, pretty standard as to how you – went your entire prep, then most likely that 700 is going to be there on meat day.
1: Yeah, in some capacity.
0: I mean, it, you definitely have business taking
1: it. Of course. You know, but, but the multiply ideal's deal is just, it's a totally, it's a totally different animal.
0: Um, I mean, there, there's been times where I was peaked to hit, you know, a hundred pounds over what I hit on the platform. And that's just, that's, unfortunately, that's sometimes how it works in gear. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say,
1: I would say that, I have been I have been peaked twice to hit a hundred pounds over what I have hit and like uh, I have to. one of the things that, that Dave Tate always says like, when you hit your total that'll be when you're good for like whatever total you think you're good for you need you'll probably hit 75 to 100 pounds less than that most of the time uh,
0: I don't think except Maybe Dave's, like, 31 oh, whatever number Yeah, I mean, was. people
1: are going to have days. People, people are going to
0: have their days. perfect days, but, like, there's not a lot of them. There's not a lot of, at least now, or, you know, at least in, in the last couple of years, there haven't been a lot of eight-for-nine days, you know? No, no,
1: and, and what it is, it's, it's all pretty comfortable lifts that guys just used to build their toes. But. You
0: know? And you know, that's and and in my opinion that you know and granted I, th- there's been there's been plenty of meets where where i haven't been able to do this but in my opinion six for six should be comfortable the first y- y- your your first and seconds should be relatively comfortable relatively comfortable numbers if if, if you if you have a legitimate system in which you plan out your meat attempts, you know, yeah, I, if you, I do. Honestly. If six for six
1: can multiply powerlifting
0: should it's be not, six for six should be a five pound squat PR, five yeah, pound bench PR, five pound deadlift PR. for sure. Roughly. And obviously there's kilos and you know, I mean, I, a little bit more, a little bit less.
1: But I think five pound, uh, a small PR is a definite good starting point. But, to, to just to walk that back a quick step is like a five pound squat PR should be there from the last week. So like, right. right, you shouldn't be taking shit that five extra pounds is going to flatten you. So no. What, no, what, because what you're really saying is, is you don't like you need to be taking weights that you have business taking correct on seconds. Correct. And then if you want to take a third, that you think might be there, it needs to be something that you definitely have business taking, but it might be a little bit more of a stretch. And and I think that's where people, I think, miss. I mean, like every second I've ever taken has been like, the only issue I've ever had is getting into depth. You know, like, can I, can I but, execute? Can I execute it? But, can I execute it? I have business, I have
0: business with this bar being oh, yeah, on my back, this bar being on oh, my
1: hands. On, on squat and bench, unless, just, unless I just get really small, or I'm just going down for too long like I'm it's coming up. Right. Unless I get totally out of position. Like it's, gets like it and it's going to come up fast. You know, so for for me it's just that's and, and I think that you know, I see these guys take openers and I like I watch them and I was like, "Oh, there's a lot of
0: effort there, buddy."
1: That's
0: like not, that's not what an opener should look like, my friend. Yeah,
1: and I watch people take stuff in the warm-up room and I'm like, "Whoa." You're not wrong.
0: It suits you. Uh, it suits you, <laughs> Emily. Um, but uh, I went five for nine in all of my meets in twenty twenty two. So it happens. But but I, what I
1: think happens is is like, I mean, I see people do stuff, and I see them take stuff in the warm up room, and I'm just like, whoa, Bubba, like, what are,
0: what are, are
1: you doing gonna, there? What are you gonna do to that suit? <laughs> like, I see, I see guys get like I, I mean, I've seen guys get like four oh five or like 315 to depth in their briefs. And I'm like, either you're really good at moving or you're really, or you're going to have an interesting day or you're, or you you better change, you better change that opening opener number. Yeah. Because like, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird deal. And I I think that's a, I think that's a thing that I think that people, people miss on a lot is, is, you know, just kind of where, where, where I think a tip selection is, you know, I think, I think training and having the ability to look at at what how you move and where your deficiency are, and then pour effort into that. Um, I think being able to have people that can tell you like, like, you need to drop them out of your box. You need to stop working the three boards and you need to start getting to a, a, a you know a lower board. Um, I think people telling you that is is important. You need to lock your deadlifts up and hold them. Um, and that would be a big one for me, would have just been like, I, I wish that I would have listened to people who did know better and not just pushed stuff off because I felt like, because the bar will always, like it's, you know, it's like baseball, the deal is always like the ball doesn't lie. Well, like the bar right. and the white lights are not going to lie. And if you train in a shitty manner, you might get lucky, but eventually you're going to get exposed.
0: Eventually you're going to be exposed. And, and eventually you're going to get exposed. And it may not be at your, you know, your local. <laughs> your local amateur meet or your local you backyard know, backyard yeah you know your you know your backyard meets um meets. <laughs> but you know when when the time comes for you to actually get on a on a on a stage that matters That's um true. you know you're going to be exposed and sometimes the down said again sometimes the down command lies I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, we're not going to call judging into question, but, but because.
1: No, my, my point, my point, though, is is like it. For me, I wish that I would have been a little bit more receptive to criticism. Early in my career, because I. I I wish that I would have known that I didn't know shit when I didn't really know shit. Like just, and that's the other thing is like, just because you can spout off, and you know, Louis quotes and, and quotes out of the book of methods and this, that, and the other, like that doesn't mean that you know how to power lift. That means you know how to- Read. Be, yeah, and, and, and draw back knowledge. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I, I can, you can flip a, a Tyler Childers song. What's up, DJ? You can flip a Tyler Childers song on, and I can, I can sing every word of it. But um, that's not, it. Was actually Cody Emily, um, he was here too. But uh, I actually like just because you can recall lyrics to a country song doesn't make you a country music singer, and just because you can recall shit that Louis says doesn't mean that you can apply that to your own personal training and that of others and make them better and or yourself better. And that's something that I think people like people in this sport. And I, like, I am guilty, but I'm guilty in a different way um, than I think other people were, because, like, I wasn't out there trying to sell and tell other people how to do their stuff. That's not the kind of person that I am. But I was doing it with my own training. I was just like, ah, this feels good. I'm going to do this. Or, ah, I know better here. You know, whereas I think, you know, if I would have been more receptive to coaching and to people slowing me down and to, to 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 criticism for me to take a step back to people who had been and it's it's what frustrates me to no end you know I'm like and it's not just with it's not just with powerlifting it's with life stuff it's i mean I, whether it's giving people you know different types of advice in life i'm just like man i've done that
0: i've done life that. advice life advice baseball advice lifting advice yeah like, dude,
1: financial advice
0: financial, financial advice, advice like dude i I get it, but, like, I've done that shit before. Right.
1: i I've made that mistake. I'm trying to tell you the position that I was in was eerily similar to the position that you were in, and, like, you don't understand. And that's, like, one of the things that nobody ever talks about with Louis. is, like, Louie's torn his bicep three times. He's he's broke his back twice. He's torn his pec off. Like, if you see the guy, like, he has no bicep. He has no pec. He has no hamstring. He I mean, he's broke his back three times. Like, and what he did was he took the knowledge that he learned to keep everybody else healthy. And like, people don't want to lift. They want to go like, well, I'm going to do the conjugate system, but I'm going to do it this way. It's like, well, that's not intelligent because the guy that has tried it every way under the sun with better lifters than you is telling you to do it this way. You're doing it this way. So like when you get hurt, I used to have a guy train me all the time and I would, I would program deload weeks and he would go like, I don't feel like D And I'm like, well, don't complain weeks in the next three weeks yeah and he would hurt himself and i'd go like I told, I told you i told you we'd be doing like good mornings and his back would go out i like i told you you need some downtime and i hate he loads more than anybody yeah but but
0: what so that would be a big one for me and there, there's one other one
1: but I, I know you have one more so
0: um and then the one thing one thing that i said one thing that i i would have really have uh, um um to have known was to take in as much information from people who have done it or doing what I want to be doing right like I I I don't now now it's it's there's not very many people that I'll that I'll that I'll listen to or that I'll um you know really um but for me, it's because you know how is someone going to tell me how to swatch twelve hundred if they've never been able if they've never done it, right? That that's that's where my brain immediately goes. Sure. Ten years ago, different story, right? Because we weren't at we weren't at the same level that that we're at now. So I wish that I. Um,
1: but I think you also know that that you can be hardheaded. Well, yeah and that's a major, I don't say a flaw, but, but in the past, that's been a barrier to your success. And when you've made your best gains is when you've kind of been able to receive information and put that, like when people have been able to convince you to do said things that that you need to do.
0: Right. But, but I, but I, but I think that that's going to come, but the listening is going to come from, the actual listening that people are going to do is going to come from their own trial biases, and error
1: biases. Yeah. So their
0: own biases, their own, their yeah. own trial and error. So, and,
1: and, and, and there's also like, there's a bullshit detector too. And it's the crazy thing about the sport because, you know, in theory, it makes sense to go like, well, you know, if such person squats hundred pounds more than me, they must know what they're doing but I know a lot of people squat hundred pounds more than me and don't know a damn thing about what they're doing and doing training. Like I see some people do their training is a terrible idea. I also know people who squat less than me. You know, I, I, I mean, I see people all the time and I'm like, man, if you could just, just get your training in you could do something really special, but they can't do it. They can't for one reason or the other. So like, I, I, I think that, you know, it's like, and, and for me, the people that I like to get information from, are people that have not just had success but sustained success?
0: Just like, exactly, success. not a flash in the pan, not someone who, who's done it two or three times, someone who's done it 25, 26 times.
1: Yeah, and I think you have, I, I think you have something to learn from everybody, but, um, but I also think that like the thought process that. You have the right to tell that somebody has the right to tell you what you should be doing with your. Like, I tell you what I think you should be doing, but that's because I know exactly what you're doing. I right. know exactly what you've done. I know right. exactly what you've, like, if you told me a year and a meet, I could tell you, like, how you were trained leading up to that meet, what your mindset was. Like, what? Because I've been invested in your training since 2012, 2011. So I know, like, regardless of what my squat is, like, I'm a smart guy. I know enough about training and I know what you're doing. But if, if, I would never tell somebody on your level that I didn't know anything about the sport. Like I'm really cagey when it comes to stuff like that because like I don't I don't feel like I have the right to tell people things about themselves in that manner. And you know, it's crazy. It's a phenomenon on the raw deal. Like you you see these guys who coach people and I'm like it's crazy. Where's your muscles it's, like you where are your muscles? muscles where are your muscles why do you leave you... them in the car or, or are there any muscles whatsoever like where are your muscles You right. know and that's where, like I, like I give a shout out to some of those and I know I know some of them you don't particularly like but like you know I do I, I, I do have a, a certain level of respect for some of those raw guys that
0: have done it even if it's not oh no hold on I, I, I'm never gonna take away what. Certain lifters have done on the platform. That's different, you know. Yeah, th- th- that is totally and should be totally irrelevant. But of, like, when you, know. you if you list like the top ten raw coaches, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna throw a
1: Jaffe out there. You're gonna throw a Garrett Fier out there, and like, say what you want about like about those guys, but like, those guys do have respectable totes. Those guys do have respectable raw. T- I mean, Jaffe's got a world record. He's got like, I I actually personally I, I don't have a problem with him. Um, he's always been straight to me. I, I have a problem with some of the things that Spear does not says, but he still has like a 1,900-pound raw total at under two, uh, 181 pounds 198 pounds. It's a good total. Yeah. You know, So, so like, I mean, he's he still pulled eight. He's still benched in the fours, and he's still squatted in the, in the high sixties or sevens with the body weight of 190, 190 pounds. It's impressive. You know, but then you you see some of these other people, man. It's like, you don't have any muscles. You don't have any lifts. You don't have anything. And I'm like, what? why are you listening and then you get these people who, who do training with people who aren't even power actors. Like, they don't even power that. <laughs> it, like, it would be like me going to LeBron James and asking him how to play golf.
0: But it happens all the time. It happens all the time. People do it all the time. It's unbelievable. You know, so
1: I, I think a bullshit detector, that was a word that we used a lot when I, like, th- there's a certain level of, like, there's a certain level that you you need to, I think you need to read, and I think you need to talk to people that you trust, and I think you need to gather information that you can use, and then I think you just need to shut your mouth and pay attention and build a bullshit detector and understand why some things work and why some you know because like people people have a problem with the way that you train or the way that I train and I'm like, yeah, I mean, the raw is the law and bands and chains are bullshit, but like when I started cooking bands and chains to the bar, my bench has gone up hundred pounds. My squat's gone up 150 pounds and you know my deadlift has has gone up. So like how are you gonna tell me that the way that I train doesn't work? Like the proof's in the pudding. So, you know, I it'd be one thing if I was getting hurt all the time or my client, but like so I, I think it kind of goes both ways where people get they get dogmatic about their own shit, but they forget about the fact that like, they, they get so emotional and dogmatic about their own shit that they cannot take a, an objective view of what's actually happening in front of them and then utilize that to make themselves better lifters. And that's a sad thing.
0: Well, I think that people don't, um, don't do a very good job of self-diagnosis, self-evaluation, looking at themselves and what they're doing, I think that people don't do that very well now or or in the past. But I think now so even more. Um, and and I think that the only reason that people do things now is to post on the internet as opposed to being better, making themselves better. Well, well. It's an interesting
1: concept because the one thing that's happening is there's more people in powerlifting, but people are coming into powerlifting with no athletic background, so they've never been coached. And they never just had somebody just go like, you don't know what you're talking about. Shut up and listen. You know, that is the best thing that happened to me in baseball. It's just like people that I respected were just like, you don't know what you're talking about. Shut up and do this. Throw the baseball like this. Hit the baseball like that. Field the baseball like this. Go to the gym and do this. Get more flexible, eat better, like
0: do these things, and you do them, and you're like, "Oh shit, that that works." Oh shit, that works. And how did that person know that? Because he or she probably did it already.
1: Yeah, or or, or they've been around people who coached it, and 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 right. you know whatever, like Bill Belichick, and it's like, I, I think that people they're they're just so afraid of criticism that they can't stomach being told that that their limited knowledge base isn't what they think it is and so they,
0: they they cut themselves off from people who could help them right where those people are going to be the most helpful the most beneficial to yours to your longevity to your success yeah, I mean, do to...
1: you think you can't learn something or that there's only a certain type of people that you can learn from
0: like you're, you're dead in whatever it is that you're doing yeah in any in whatever avenue that you're that you that you want to talk about
1: you're dead you're yeah. you're dead in the water
0: i mean louie was the perfect example
1: of that like lou, lou knows more about powerlifting and and strength and how to train people than anybody i mean he literally had a lab i mean website barbara was a lab it was an right. like experimental deal and he would bring people in and if you look at the the evolution of of just speed work 10 Doubles with 70%, 10 doubles with 60%, 12 doubles with 60% in bands, 12 doubles with 50% in bands, you know, add the chains, do this. Now it's five by fives. The deadlift was six singles at 70%. Then the deadlift was this. Now the deadlift recommendation is something totally different. And like if Lou- Louie's not dogmatic, you damn sure shouldn't be because he's read everything there is to read and talk to everybody there is to talk to and paid attention to everything that he's supposed to pay attention to so if he's not married to his own ideas for better or for worse and he's willing to learn something from somebody then
0: there's always something there's always something to learn but in, in certain certain top like there's, there's always something that you can do better you can always you me any anyone sure can always do whatever it is that you're talking about better. Hundred No one is a perfect lifter. No. No one has a perfect squat, a perfect bench, a perfect deadlift. Right? There are people who are, you know, close, but no one is perfect. So everyone Yeah, but but those people still miss. Of course. Of course. But everyone can learn. Everyone can can perfect their craft. 100%, you know, whether it's geared lifting, whether it's raw lifting, whether you're in sleeves, whether you're in wraps, whether you're single ply unlimited, it, it, it's irrelevant how you're doing it. But, but I think that everyone can benefit from taking a step backwards and looking at themselves to see where, they're, where they can change things, make small minor tweaks to better either their, you know, their performance on meat day, their performance leading up to meat day, their body composition, their health, their hormone levels, all of it, all of it can be.
1: Yeah. When you go, when you go to big meets, what do you see in the back? People asking questions. Like I saw you doing this. Why are you doing this? What are you doing? What did you do? What, what, did you, you, when what you are go... you, what are you, what are you wearing? How? Where are you? How are you orienting your shirt? What are you doing with your hands? What are you doing with your your collar? What are you doing with your triceps? What are you doing with your straps? What are you doing with your strings? What are you pulling? If you look at
0: any sort of high quality, high caliber, high level meat versus a local amateur, you know meat, you're you're talking about two totally different situations, two totally different environments. Hundred percent. When you talk about a high level equipped meet, you are talking about people who are who are bouncing ideas back and forth in the warm up room against people who they are there competing against.
1: hundred percent. Yeah, I'm gonna hit you up on
0: Instagram and, and, and take a look at this for you. Hey you know how many times you know many times it during deadlift warm ups people were like, Hey, you know, asking me asking me questions or having me look at look at warm ups like trying to learn something on meet day in the warm-up room. Oh it's yeah. going to rain. Let's go rain down there.
1: It's raining already. Uh, but yeah, you're 100. percent I mean, I've seen it. I mean, but then you look. But then you're around meet. like, holy shit, that's Henry Thomason. He's asking Chris about the deadlift, and he's like, got a chance to win
0: the meet. Right. You know what but I mean? Then you, but then you look on the on the other side of the spectrum at people who who have been in the sport for two minutes at you know, or like
1: headphones on,
0: staring at people, snarling, the, just. Want nothing to do with anyone. No questions. It's their way. They they no no other deviation from from that. Yeah, and, and the thing
1: about multiply meets is like everybody goes out to the platform to look and see what people are doing, like, right? Like I want to see like what what's Chris taking, what what's Andy taking, what's you know Alan taking, what's I me mean, Pickett. Um, everybody is so, everybody is so like willing and, and, you know, because it's like they want to see if, if this, if this thing is becoming, if the thing that you're doing or the thing that I asked you about, is it working? Is it playing out on the platform? You know? Because,
0: because that, that's where that's, you know, and that's another thing that people miss. That's where it's the most important. Your results.
1: It doesn't matter so, if your shit looks good in training, but trash on the platform. Then
0: your results on the platform are the are you know, in this sport are the only thing that matter. Yeah, right. I, I, I don't. I don't know what what else you can gauge, at least in this in this arena. You know, it, it's it's your it's your numbers, right? So if if you're not doing the things to better those numbers or you're not taking in information or taking in knowledge to, to better yourself and and you're just going to be hard-headed and and ignore everything and that it's that way or, and or the only way I I don't see that that person being around for a while.
1: Yeah, and if you're not if you're not willing to swallow your pride and leave no stone unturned either. Right. If you're if you're just going like, nah, I don't have anything to learn from this guy. I mean, most of the people that, that I have talked to, like, I mean, I, I've had, like, this is no joke, and I am a terrible, I've had Jimmy Cole, like, literally message me and go like, when I, I used to post all my accessories, and he'd be like, that's a really good tricep exercise, I'm gonna start doing that. Like, that's really cool. Like, Jimmy Cole, like, I'm bitching like 295 raw. He's bitching 950 in a shirt. And he like sees the tricep exercise, and he's like, "I, I mean, if you don't like, I mean, what do you think? You think that like Tom Brady doesn't think he has to listen to Bill Belichick? I mean, it's it's, it's a people are just they're very they they the no stone is a good lightning strike. The no stone unturned thing is just it's crazy to me. It's it's really really crazy to me. And the dogmaticness that people have with regards to what, what they think and who, and it's, it's all a view of like, I think it comes, I really genuinely, I think it comes from a lack of self-esteem and a lack of self-confidence for people. Cause I think that, you know, you know, they say, well, if I have to ask such and such for advice, how could I, you know, like, how can I beat them? Like, well, I don't know, man, like maybe you should just try and get as good as you can and then just see who you can beat. See, see like people are really it. concerned, like really concerned with, with who their like where their competitive state is when they're three hundred pounds away from their genetic potential. Like I don't really care who I beat when I total twenty two hundred. I'm interested to see who I can beat when I total twenty five hundred. Right. Like I, if I beat you at twenty two hundred, like you're you're like you're a very good power lifter. You're a very good power lifter, but I, I mean, but you could be a very good powerlifter, but like, you're not top, top, top of the world, and you know, like, I don't, I, I don't have any like misgivings about being, you know, one of the best powerlifters of all time. But I do think that it's in the cards for me to be very competitive in in a couple of years. And for me, it's like I don't really care. Like, I'm only interested in, in the trajectory
0: going this way. Right. So. But, uh, but I think that lack of. That lack of self-confidence is why people can't look internally or at themselves, 100%. and and make make the necessary changes or figure out what, what the best alternative is to to what they're doing to up, Be Phil? better. Yeah. What up,
1: Phil? Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like. It takes some humility and humbleness to to, to be willing to, to ask it. But it's like you go to the PGA Tour and you watch those guys around the chipping green, and they're like, they're asking guys like, "How do you chip? What do you do?" You know, talk about your putter struggle. What are you doing for, you know, for this for that? Or how are you how are you drawing your your driver? Uh, you know, it's like I saw a deal the other day where John Rahm, who's by far the best golfer, one of the best two or three golfers in the world, and he's getting pitching shipping lessons from Phil Mickelson who everybody hates, but like Phil Mickelson's best he's the, he's, the, he's got the best short game in the world. Got the best short game in the history of golf. It's like why why would you why would you just go like I don't like that guy so I'm not gonna get it like what like if you had an opportunity to talk to David Hoff about how to program the squat to be your best in ten years, why the hell would you not do that? Why would it guy's been the best you know, one of the best three powerlifters in the world for fifteen straight years. What you because you don't like him? I, I don't know man, that's silly to me. That's silly to me, but what is your last one that you were going to touch on, or is it my turn? I forgot. Make it your I, turn. I would have gotten gear quicker.
0: Um, you got in gear because that's that's what powerlifting was. Yeah, but I had a raw, raw base. It wasn't like well, I you had, had a football base. I had a you football had a, base. Like, right, but like when you got into powerlifting, there was no there wasn't. No, was just power raw lifting. Like when, when I got when I got. When I started competing, um, the it was it was inverted. the 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 minority were were the raw lifters. So if there were fifty lifters on the roster, there were forty geared lifters or forty equipped lifters and ten raw lifters. Yeah. Now it's the other way around at most yeah. at most lo- local meets. Oh, at most meets, period. At most meets, right? Um, so I don't know if that is one for me think that if I would have learned how to manipulate the gear better,
1: I just I chase some of the raw stuff way too much too early.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil 100%. said, do you think kids nowadays are getting into gear too soon? They have no raw strength in squatting like five. Yeah, I mean... It, the Yeah, I, mean, I, wouldn't I, have mean, into, I wouldn't have gotten into gear when I was like a squat at 650
1: or 600. But like, when I would have When I got my raw squat into the low to mid fives, I probably would have started putting a suit on. Like a couple, I I would have said like maybe in 17, 16, maybe in 2016 would have been when I would have made the the jump of 15 instead of 20.
0: But I think, but see, I think that's it's it's twofold because if you're going to get into gear early, it's not, not necessarily a problem. As long as your raw strength is building. You're not just doing it to say I'm squatting 700. Correct.
1: When like I'm the only squat.
0: Correct.
1: Where. You what know, you're saying is, is that I made very good jumps in gear because of my base that I built raw.
0: Anyone that has a, a strong, a just a good foundational strength level. And, and that's going to vary from person to person but anyone that 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 has a good foundation is is should be able to get into gear and be able to manipulate their body and manipulate the gear and and make things look good um and if you, you can do that i don't think it necessarily matters how strong you are so i i have a girl. She's done. She's done one meet. She's done one meeting. Her first meet ever was in gear. She had never put on gear before, and she um she's a she was a friend of Rob's, and and she, he started dragging her in, and she was like, "I want to do a meet. I want to I want to do a, a a a geared meet." And we were like, "All right, cool." And her entire training was was twofold. It was to bring up her her raw foundational strength. But then also make sure that your geared lifts look pretty, right? Because if you're able to move weight and it look good, that means that you're not hitting your your ceiling. That means that that there's still room for growth. So in my opinion, I don't think there's necessarily a number or there's necessarily a time. I think it's time under the bar. bar. Uh, (laughs) Raw squats look good. You 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 have no right. But but I think it all comes back to: can you maneuver or can you manipulate your body correctly? Are you strong enough to move properly? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you're moving, if you're 200 pounds and you're moving 405, because that's what um, that's what Phil said. You know, is that should should you be in gear i I don't want to say no because i don't i don't want to tell anyone that they shouldn't get in gear no but i I would say it depends on how that 405 looks it depends on that 405 looks that 405 is like
1: looks like what i look like when i squat a 405 you're not ready for gear
0: no but but even even if that person is squatting 405 in gear right that that means what's their raw strength? Make to call it 225. So they're getting you know 180 pounds, whatever, out of their out of their suit. It, is 225 anything to, you know, write home about? Is four or five? No, but that person at that level has a 225 pound squat. Whether that's impressive or not, that's what they squat, and it looks good. So if they want to put on some gear. And now that two hundred and twenty-five pound squat turns into a four hundred five pound squat, but it looks good. It, I, I don't, I don't care. No, I agree. I, it, I matters. It, like matters. it matters. If you look like a baby giraffe, it matters not one bit. In my opinion, the number, the the weight on the bar, it, it no, I agree. It doesn't, and it's never mattered. Um, in terms of. In terms of coaching at least like obviously weight on the bar matters to me in terms of my numbers
1: yeah but no i agree with you if but you, if you can't move well raw or you're you're in everybody if you hop into here yes yeah. you're not ready if because you only, if, in gear i mean
0: strength matters but you the way that you move and the, so way, the way that you move and the way that you can you control yourself matters more and the way that you can you can maneuver your body so and there has to be comes from time under the ball. Say that again. Stability
1: comes from time under the bar. Correct. So I, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's as much of a, a weight thing as it's, no. it's, it's have you the experience of, you know, and it, for, for, for somebody, it might be six months because they might have a huge athletic background like you did and take the gift. And for some people, you know,
0: they might, it might take them five years. So, Perfect example, and this isn't even – this had nothing to do with, with my athletic background. I sw- well, I started training when I was a freshman in high school, right? The end, end of my freshman year, I squatted 405. Now, that's not – did it look good? Probably not, but I was just able to, to take everything in that I was learning and, and accelerated that quickly, right? Now – Am I saying that because I squatted 405, I then should have been able to, I should have gotten into gear when I was six? 15, no. 15 years old or, you know, when I squatted six? No, absolutely not. But if you take that same person and that 405 squat looks good and they're able to control themselves and they're able to to min, min, move the way that they should be moving underweight, then I don't have a problem with that person
1: yeah, I call getting it, into gear. I call it all like, I call it like motor bigger than the chassis. You know what I mean? Like they've got a 700 pound horsepower motor in a, in a Prius. And like, you, you know, you see these people and like the horsepower that they're able to put into the barbell, but they don't have the stability to be able to keep the barbell what, you know, where it needs to be. And, and so it's like, and it's like, you know, benching my wrists aren't strong enough. Well, if you're benching like this in a shirt, you're going to need a good dentist. Oh, you sure are. You know what I'm saying. And if 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 your natural deal is to is to lose your upper back in a squat, raw, like the gear does not it keep you upright. It will help. The
0: reception of the gear will help keep you upright. But it it doesn't keep you upright if, if you're not if you don't have the muscles to keep you upright. It doesn't matter how much muscles gear are you put on. Muscles, Mus- are muscles, are muscles are good. Muscles are good. Muscles are good to have.
1: Yeah. So and- I, I think I think it's more. You know, and I think some people. I don't think some people are, are
0: ready for the the pressure. I think the pressure is a lot for people. Oh, I mean, there, there's nothing. There's nothing like the pressure of a of a full. There's suit, no of full Suit of a full suit multiply multiply squad like n- yeah, no I mean, one the bench. Y- yeah, but but you, you know what I mean. Like a full a, a third attempt type setup where you know
1: you can't a, see – the only thing that you can hear and everybody's moving and screaming, the only thing you can hear is just like, please say, up, please say up or please say press. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know, like, and it's like people, people kind of joke around at, at me. They're like, why is everybody yelling? It's like, cause you've never, you've never had 105% in your hands with your shirt jacked to where you can't, you, you, you're seeing white. You can hear nothing. You know I mean? You, you had to like wake Mike up to stand up with a thousand. Like, because, you know, he's under pressure for seven seconds.
0: Right. It's crazy. You know, it, it it's is. Like it people is. aren't and ready for that. No, but – and even having a raw base doesn't make you ready for that. No,
1: but, but being in shape does. A hundred percent.
0: A hundred percent. does. Absolutely. You know, being percent, able, yes. you know, being
1: able to do – you know, a heavy set of five or six or seven or eight, which is what you – which is, you know, being able to do those things, being in shape, being able to cut your rest periods down and bang out multiple sets of squats and deadlifts and benches, and, and being able to train your body to move and to handle pressure and to output pr- output strength over the course of three to five to seven seconds. Right. That is a big deal, and people miss on it. 100%. You can't just, like – rip singles raw and then throw a suit on, you know, cause a raw single takes two seconds. A geared single takes six or seven, or if you're me, 14. So, you know, that, you know, that's why Louis, you know, that's why they, they, the original deal. There was no reason was because of how long it takes. Yeah, for, the, 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 uh, yeah. the doubles, the doubles on squat and triples on squatter. That's how long a geared squat should take. The mm-hmm. triples on bench is how long a geared bench takes. So you have to be training yourself to be under load for that period of time, you know, and deadlifts kind of the same, but that's, that's a big deal for people. So, and, and I, so like you, you do have to be in shape and your body has to be prepared to do to output. So I'm about to lose my phone. So let's say our goodbyes. Well, I mean, we, we already
0: went at 36 minutes. Aaron Aaron
1: was right. right. We, this, I thought we were going to wrap this up pretty quick and this has been our longest one.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, that, whatever. (laughs) Good Um, good to see you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. My friend.
1: I need a deadlift for tomorrow. So, uh, what was last week? I'm working sumo the whole way, but it was uh, two inches versus purple
0: monster mini and red. So that's what light monster mini mini. Yeah. You have two lights. Uh, no, but I can get
1: close to that. You two lights two... to be a, a blue. You have two minis. Yeah, yeah, I got two minis. You have an average. Yeah, I got. I got the only thing I don't have is multiple of the bigger band. Go
0: average. Go average two minis. Each side. Doubles. Doubles. Raw singles when you reach going. And I'm going off two inches. We'll drop down to one. Andy's frozen. I think we lost Andy. I guess I'll have to text Andy instead of the workout. All right, guys. For everyone who's here, uh thank you for actually hanging out with us um moving forward we would appreciate some extra questions um so if you guys could send those along that'd be great we want to answer the questions that you guys have and not just have us talk to each other for an hour and a half um but thank you for everyone who stayed in stayed around to hang out uh this is of course the state of the union sponsored by andy's gone so the Go Hard barbell bcb training systems and wicked wolf beard co uh we will be back next week and moving forward we will probably be good for monday nights at 7 30. so mark your calendars we're not going anywhere bye guys thanks for tuning in